the dork you grew up with on radio for 40 years is now in a tidy digital place. Doc on Demand, where you pick the topics, then you be on the dang podcast. Live now in the Eagle app. Welcome to another episode of Doc on Demand. I'm the Doc Guy. Um, today should be fun. Let's talk about Wild West stuff in Missouri. Uh, some of the heroes, some of the outlaws, and a whole bunch more of the in-betweens. Uh, let's begin with Jesse James. Uh, do you think Jesse James was an outlaw? Was he a cold-blooded killer? Was he a hero? Or somewhere in between? Uh, probably that last one. All right, if you look back at history, James Younger Gang robbed the first train near Adair, Iowa. That was on, according to Legends of America, a great website, by the way, that happened on July 21st, 1873. So now here's where I, I start looking at, you know, Jesse James, good guy or bad guy. Uh, during that train robbery, uh, he robbed the Chicago, Rock Island, Pacific Railroad, and it actually overturned the engine. The train engineer died. A gang made off with, I think, about $3,000 that they took from passengers and some funds from the express car. So here's where it gets a little bit gray, though. It was in June of 1874 that Frank James married Annie Ralston in uh, Nebraska and was also kind of in that same time period that Jesse married Zerelda Z. Now, even though those two guys were living married life, they got blamed for just about every stagecoach or train robbery in the West. So how exactly did a bank robber uh, become such a uh, heroic figure in Missouri? So I know Jesse James, people say that he would uh, he would give away some of the money that he got from these robberies to people in need. That, that might have been true. The one reason why I have a hard time, if you actually look at the history of saying that Jesse James was a hero, if you if you know the history of the James Younger gang, you know that the, the, the robbery that kind of undid them was in September of 1876. They robbed the First National Bank of Northfield, Minnesota. It was during that robbery that I, I believe it was the bank cashier that refused to open the safe. And Jesse put a pistol to his head and blew him away. And that was actually what led to the citizens opening fire on the gang. Uh, I believe the three younger brothers were captured. Frank and Jesse James got away. Uh, the younger brothers uh, served quite a bit of time in prison. But that's why I have a hard time, you know, thinking of Jesse James as a, as a hero. And, and that's definitely, you know, the people that call him a cold-blooded killer, that's, that's what they point to, right? So, okay, to the Robert Ford thing. I believe, just like Brad Pitt uh, portrayed in the movie, that uh, Robert Ford was a coward. Uh, something not right with Robert Ford. Uh, did you know that I saw Legends of America say that there were two reasons why he killed Jesse James? Uh, he had killed a man by the name of Wood Height in January of 1882. So when the officers arrested him for that, he told them he had access to Jesse James. So the governor at the time, I believe that was Thomas Crittenden, said that if he would uh, murder Jesse James, he'd pardon him. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, as you know, uh, as the legend goes, Jesse James saw a uh, picture of that his mother had made on the wall. It was uh, crooked, so he went up to fix it. Heard uh, Robert Ford uh, cock his gun, turned slightly, and, and died. That was it. Uh, so uh, Ford was charged with murder for both Wood Height and Jesse, and they got pardoned. And I think uh, Robert Ford was expecting the $10,000 reward that was on Jesse's head at the time. If you've been to uh, Kearney, Missouri, and you've seen 
uh, Jesse's tombstone, you will see it says, In loving memory of my beloved son, murdered by a traitor and coward, whose name is not worthy to appear here. It's interesting stuff about Jesse James. As far as the younger brothers, did you know, we, we shared this in the Eagle app this week, that Cole and also uh, Bob and James Younger are all buried in the same cemetery right together in Lee's Summit. Uh, it's on the southeast part of 3rd Street. Uh, a lot of people also don't know that from for the Younger brothers, Cole Younger was the only one that actually died peacefully. He, according to Legends of America, passed away March 21st, 1916. Get this, after his outlaw days, Cole apparently became a church-going model citizen in Lee Summit. Go figure. Uh, James Younger had his uh, jaw partly shot off in a bank robbery attempt. He ended up sadly taking his own life on October 9th of 1902. Bob Younger got tuberculosis in prison. So there, there's that. Uh, and a lot of people don't know that um, along with Missouri's other outlaw hero, Wild West connections, includes Wyatt Earp and maybe even Doc Holliday and Big Nose Kate. So check this out. Wyatt Earp was born March 19th, 1848 in Monmouth, Illinois. Uh, there's not a lot known about his early years, but I know for a fact that his family moved to Lamar, Missouri around 1869. That was when Wyatt would have been 21 years old. Now, when he was there, he was appointed as a Lamar's constable on uh, November 26, 1869. That was after his dad resigned. Tragically, Wyatt's wife and unborn child passed away in Lamar, and that was eventually what led to his journey to Dodd City and then eventually Tombstone. Uh, Wyatt's first wife, uh, her, his unborn child and his first wife are both in the cemetery in Lamar, Missouri, and we've shared video of that. In the Eagle app, too. What some people also don't know is Wyatt Earp ended up owning President Harry S. Truman's boyhood home. Go figure. So, all right, the Doc Holliday, Big Nose Kate connection. Everybody knows the real John Henry Doc Holliday was from Georgia, eventually made his way to Texas, then obviously Arizona, where the, the shootout at the OK Corral happened, then Colorado, et cetera. What a lot of people don't know is that there is also a St. Louis connection with Doc Holliday. So at age 16, Big Nose Kate ran away from her foster home. She was on a riverboat bound for St. Louis. She actually uh, grew up, I believe, in Davenport, but she eventually ended up in St. Louis. So John Henry Doc Holliday's early years of dental school in Philadelphia, there was a connection. One of his classmates was a guy named Augusta Jameson Fuches or Fuches or whatever, German guy from St. Louis. So what's interesting is both Holiday and that other guy that from St. Louis wrote their final dental dissertations on the same topic, which was diseases of the teeth. They were the only students in the class to do the same paper on the same topic. So they were obviously friends. So there are stories that both Doc Holiday and this German guy spent the summer of 1872 in St. Louis where Doc stayed with uh, Jameson, and he happened to live on 4th Street near the Planters Hotel in St. Louis. That's right where Big Nose Kate said she had been. So <laughs> all the Big Nose Kate stories about uh, her connections with Doc Holliday in Missouri then kind of make sense. Then, of course, they make their way west. She got, okay, Corral, Wild West history. But, yeah, a lot of uh, Missouri outlaw history, uh, both heroes villains, and somewhere in-betweens. Uh, you can uh, check out some of the interesting things about 
both uh, Jesse James, the younger gang, Frank James, uh, Wyatt Earp, including the video from uh, his first wife and unborn child's grave, and uh, Doc Holliday, Big Nose Kate. It's all in the Eagle app. Doc on demand. No rules. No rails. No kidding. Now in the 100.9 Eagle app, you've been warned.